Hey guys, Sklar Brothers here with Daniel Van Kirk. I am here. And our guest on the show is our favorite murderer because she murders this episode. Karen Kilgariff, thanks for joining. It was my pleasure. What a joy. We talk about We talk about swords. Oh, yeah. Uh, sword uh, stores. Sword yeah. stores. A guy who might have deserved to get attacked. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying he did, but he might have. He's an E... <laughs> Ethlete. Yeah. He's an, an E-athlete. E-athlete. That's Everybody. all you need to know. That's all you need right. to know. Talk about Claudia tiny, and her life changes. Tiny Sasquatches. <laughs> tiny Sasquatches. And the Sheboygan Clogger. Which, you, yeah, we you, need the town's help on that one. This is it. It is Sword Stores, Tiny Sasquatches, <laughs> and the Sheboygan Clogger with Karen Kilgariff. You have to listen to this week's episode of Dumb People Town. It's the Starburns Industries Tape of the Month Club. 12 original cassette tapes delivered to your door. Each month, you'll receive a crisp new cassette tape of auditory delights made by some of the most funky and creative artists around. Featuring Dino Stamatopoulos, Natalie Palamides, Johnny Pemberton, Dan Harmon, future ladies of wrestling, Alan Resnick and Dina Kalberman, Dynasty Handbag, Jeff B. Davis, Rob Schraub, Lance Bangs, DJ Doug Pound, Cron, Open Mike Eagle, Ron Lynch, and on and on and on. Subscribe now. $13 gets you a crisp, unique tape in the mail each month. For $20, you receive a portable cassette player so you can listen to your tapes on the go. Here's how to order. For credit card customers, please call 747-888-0945. That's 747-888-0945. Or save COD charges and log onto the World Wide Web at d.rip forward slash sbi dash press. It's a good deal. You know what time it is, don't you? That's right. It's Drinky Fun Time, where we drink booze with some of the most interesting people at the coolest places around. So grab a drink, chill out, and enjoy the show. You know, I just love the Velveteens. I really do. Love that tune. And, of course, the... Vocal stylings of Michael Friedman, our announcer. I'm Dan Dunn. And I'm Emma Patterson. And that is Emma Patterson. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you very, very much. Um, where are we? Baby what? Blues. Baby Blues Barbecue. Baby Blues Barbecue. I just yeah. inhaled eight wings all on my own. Yeah? You love the wings. I do. It's just sort of our de facto headquarters. If We, we don't have a studio. We, we travel around with the show, but... Baby Blues is where we go. Like this, is our sort of our joint, right? This is where we do a yeah. lot of our shows. And um, with us today on the show, uh, a guy, a friend of mine. I'd like to think he's a friend of mine. He might not say that about me, uh, <laughs> but he is a comedian, mm-hmm. actor. Yeah. Uh, you see him on Better Call Saul. Uh, that's where I watch him. Uh, he's stand up all over the world. Brilliant stand up. He hosts uh, a couple podcasts, one right here on Feral Audio called Emotional Hangs, and then he also has one called We'll See You in Hell. So it does. And I know I'm going to see him in hell someday because we're both going there. Emma, <laughs> I think you're going to heaven. But We'll see how this show goes. We'll see how it goes. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm, drinky, fun time welcome to Joe DeRosa. Hello, Joe. Hi. Hello. How yes, the crowd. Going wild. How are you? Joe? How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me. Oh, man, it's so good to have you. It's good uh, to be here. Welcome to Baby Blues. Welcome to our show. Thank you. Uh, you've, we're ready to do some drinking. That's, that's what we're doing here. We, we, we're, we're, we're getting into something today that I'm doing in honor of you because you're 
you sort of came of age in the 1980s, correct? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a weird split between the 80s and 90s, but the 80s have a near and dear place in my heart, certainly. You know, uh, uh, you know it, I was... Uh, you know, I was kind of hitting 12 or 13 by the tail end of the 80s there. Okay, so. yeah. So, you know. It was a good time age. if you liked your pop culture sort of bright and enthusiastic and dumb, right? That was the 80s. Well, that was one side of it. But, you know, the, my favorite things from the 80s are much more intelligent and cultured and better. Like, you know? <laughs> please, please tell us. No, no, but I mean, my favorite thing about the 80s, I'm being a smartass, obviously. But, like, my favorite thing about the 80s is it was witnessing... Really, rap music come into its own. Yeah, love rap music. Grandmaster Flash. It was like early eighties. Yeah, that's real early eighties. You know, early but like 80s. the Salt breaking. Yeah, the breaking of Run DMC and them getting Run nominated DMC, for yeah. a Grammy and them getting the cover of Rolling Stone. Like seeing all that stuff happen was very exciting for me. I got. I feel like I got to be witness to a musical. You look movie. excited again. You know what the biggest it is exciting and horror movies. Eighties horror, horror movies, movies. are oh. second well, you, to almost. Do you know what none. the biggest selling rap album of the nineteen eighties was? The, uh, I, I, it's got to be Vanilla Ice, right? Or, no. was, or is that 90? No. It's a, and it's, it was one of the biggest selling debut albums of any band of all time. Emma looks like she knows. I'm pointing a finger in the air. but I'd be, Okay, what do you got? I'd be damned if I know the title. I'm so sorry. But isn't it the, the song that, that it was like their, their only big hit and didn't they actually rip someone off? No, no. that's the Vanilla Ice thing. Next. No. Joe? I would guess either the Beastie Boys or Run DMC's debut albums. I, I Which one do you want to go with? Uh, I have a feeling the Beastie Boys' debut was pretty huge. Is that your final answer? Yeah, because Run DMC's third album was the one with Walk This Way. I think it's... Oh! oh there you go. You got it. Well, Beastie Boys. All right, please, folks. Yeah. Calm down. Uh, you got that right. So... What do I get? You get a cocktail. In fact, that was the thing about the 80s. What I loved, the drinks were just these nauseating Rubik's Cube colored things. Yeah. That were, and all the names are like laden with unnecessary sexual innuendo. Right. Of course, as, such as the drink that we have right in front of us here, the sex on the beach. Yes. This looks, I mean, I guess as far as this drink goes, this doesn't look so bad. But this drink looks disgusting to me. It does? No, well, I think it looks great. It looks it looks way too neon. It this looks like a shot you do when you turn twenty one and you puke. All right. <laughs> well, you puke that does orange. that has happened. So just so everybody knows what's in a sex on the beach, it's a it's a vodka, orange juice, peach schnapps with a little bit of cranberry. Uh, juice in there. We got a cherry oh, and an okay. orange garnish. So, Joe, you go first. We got a little there for the sex on the beach. Okay, that actually sounds like a nice combo. Yeah, let's see what happens. And you've got five straws. By the way, are these drinks? I'm not being funny. Like, are these drinks extinct? No, no, you like, can still no. ask. But I mean, like, you can. I know sex on the beach is up, but you said, can I say one of the ones you already said? Sure. Off air. Yeah. You mentioned fuzzy navel, and that hit me like a brick because I like that drink. And my mom loved it in the 80s. It was yeah. her favorite drink. And once you said that, I was like, wait a minute, he's right. I've never seen that since then. Like, it, You love fuzzy well, navel. Just so you They're know. They're delicious. They're you're so having good. a fuzzy navel right now. The only difference is this has cranberry juice. That's what makes it a sex on the beach. Uh, but this also has vodka. The fuzzy navels I always had were peach schnapps, orange juice. And vodka. Maybe a touch. But, I mean, you're, 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 making you're going big on that peach flavor. Yeah, that's right. So what do you think of the sex on the beach? It tastes. It doesn't taste bad. It tastes like sugar-free gum. Oh, well, God. This is kind of Hang why on. 
I think they're coming back. And is the 80s were this time oh, when you're right. we were right. Yeah, right. Let me try it. The 80s were this thing where cons- like conspicuous consumption and greed is good. Like that was the message then. You know, Gordon right. Gecko and Wall Street. And that's kind of back now, you know, with at least with the current state it's of political affairs. Yeah, this, this idea of like the more you have, the better you are. Now, that's probably coming from our uh, president. It um, was well, but, but don't. Yeah. Do Who was a big figure in the 80s as well. And yeah. make, make no bones. Yeah. And I'm not a fan of Trump. I think he's an idiot. No. But, but that was back before he got into office. I like how that fi- was, no, everybody's I'm, finally found a, a way to pass the buck. It's like, oh, no, everybody was like this uh, yeah. two years ago, too. Everybody's yeah, no, been shitty right. for a while. Everybody is shitty. <laughs> it's just yeah, come to here, a let's, head. Let's drink the sex on the beach to that. Here's to everybody being shitty. Cheers, guys. Shitty, Cheers. Cheers. shitty yeah. people. Cheers. You shitty people. So, Emma, please, Well, jump so in. just to be clear, it does, it does taste like sugar-free gum, but it tastes like the tropical gum that you, you like when you're only a child. Yes. Never do you buy it in your adult years. And what are all these drinks? They, they are, to me, because I was born in the 80s, the drink I drank because it tasted delicious. It didn't taste like booze. It's like we were trying to mask the taste of good alcohol. Yeah, well, there wasn't a lot of good alcohol back then either. Well, That's the other I thing. don't know yeah. about that. I mean, the the craft spirit revival happened much later than the 80s. In the 80s, you know, you got to think, the first sort of, if you're talking about vodka, for instance, here, it was, it was shit vodka, and then Absolute came along, mm. and, and that was in the 80s when Absolute came along. And or maybe it was '79, I guess, when Absolute. Well, came I mean, out, but, yeah. Christ, I mean, I remember like Seagram's being a staple whiskey, like oh, said yeah. the seven and seven, you know? Yeah. Like that was like a staple thing. Like that wasn't that I wouldn't pour that in my toilet now. You know what <laughs> no. I mean? It is gross. But you and know, nothing against Seagram's. But people that, weren't walking into bars going, "Hey, can I get a? Uh, where's that from? Is that from a? Oh, it's made under the light of the moon in a fucking uh, farm in Vermont by virgins. Right. Yes, give me that for twenty five dollars, please. Right. It was like they walk. You know, your dad walked in and he said, "Hey, give me a Seagram seven and seven. Give me a Crown Royal. Give me a you know, give me a wild turkey." I like the I like the other ones you named, but Seagram's. The fact that Seagram's was like a ma- a stay. Yeah, a, a mainstay booze is is very strange. Jackwins, remember Jackwins? Yeah, that yeah. was the stuff. Yeah, when you had your college party or your yeah. high school party, and you you had to make uh, trash can punch. Oh, but it was it wasn't it Joaquin's? It's it was Jackwins. No, Jackwins. I Jack-wins. thought it was pronounced Joaquin's. Jackwins is a, Jackwins was a big uh, company that owned a ton of brands. Right, and uh, in fact, the family, a lot of the guys from the family from the Jackwins family are still going. Now they're sort of spearheaded the the smaller craft sure. cocktail things we have going on now. And I remember what Absolute did for vodka. That's what Captain Morgan's did for rum. For spot, yeah. It was very similar. Yeah. Captain Morgan's came out, and, and I think Makers kind of did it for whiskey. I mean, it was around, but once everybody starts seeing those Makers Mark ads with like every bottle is hand dipped into the red shit. Well, to okay. Seal so it, here's know? the thing with Makers. <laughs> Makers was around the whole time. It never went. Right. It just became cool again, just like Wild Turkey's cool again, just like a lot right. of these old iconic whiskey brands are cool. Right. But when you talk about the lighter spirits like tequila, and we've talked about this ad nauseum because we had we went Pointy to Patron. To me. Patron was the first right. widely available uh, was the first available premium tequila, and then in your vodkas you had. Again, Absolute started, and then it was 
I think Grey Goose probably came next. Right. And then, you know, and then that started to happen. And Belvedere. And Belvedere. But yeah. now a lot of those are out of fashion now. Now, in the modern revival of speakeasy culture, vodka's voodoo, right? Vodka's right. A, is voodoo the right word? No, what's it called? Taboo. But no, you know, oh, there are craft cocktail bars taboo. that don't have vodka. You just mentioned another liqueur. Taboo. Did you not get taboo in America? Taboo. I don't that is one it. of the. Cl- Sorry, Brits, if you're listening, we all know that was one of the biggest, biggest mixes in in the UK in the 80s. You had it with taboo. lemonade, taboo and lemonade, taboo? and it tasted like holidays, like vacation. Wow. What What is it? It's fruity. You know how? Um, you, how do you spell it? Like the word taboo. Just taboo. Like oh, t- you're saying taboo. Yeah, taboo. T- look it up. Wikipedia. Can you that speak thing. American? How often? How many times do I have to ask you about this? This Come is on. this is how bad your selection of booze was in the '80s here. Yeah. Because I remember, I remember going into my parents' liquor cabinet to like put all the bottles on top for the holiday, and it was a fucking horror show under there. It was like, an- amaretto, uh, Seagrams, you know, uh, uh, sambuca. Yeah. Like they, these were like your Dram- kind of just. This Bui? was the shit people had. Around. Yeah, probably some Drambuie. This was the shit people had laying around. You know what I mean? Well, Drambuie is like, a blend of uh, whiskey. Oh, oh. And, and there was always always a, a bottle of Martini and Rossi. By the way, just so we get this cleared up, Taboo, the thing you're talking about, was launched in 1988 in, in the UK, and it was a blend of wine and. Uh, ugh. Yeah, it looks bad. It's a blend of vodka, white wine, and exotic fruit juices. <laughs> I'm sure they're very exotic. Yeah. I, it's every, yeah. All the drinks, all, somebody in the 80s saw Scarface once, and they were like, we're making all the drinks like this We're now. doing it this way. Everything's going to look like Miami, and you'll be puking uh, on the way home. These are vomiting drinks. Remember, like, Red Death and all that shit? What about fucking blue nasty. drinks? Blue, we were talking the about this. Scorpion balls and the all that shit. The Blue Lagoon. That yeah. was made for kids. I swear I drank that as a kid. Say hello to my little friend. Sorry. That's, you brought yeah. up Scarface. It had to happen. It well, had to yeah. happen. You brought it up. That was Scarface. Yeah, that scene happens ever. He's got his nose in a mountain of coke, and he's got a fucking... <laughs> it's his ringtone. A, a white Russian next to him. <laughs> and by the way, <laughs> say hello to this little friend. Emma wanted this. Emma specifically requested that we do this drink. Is that a Long Island that iced tea? That is the Long Island iced tea. And so, Emma, you get to start. Okay. I, for one, just want to say for anyone, obviously, who cannot see what I'm looking at, it looks more like a glass of we, as Dan would say. I mean, It looks pig. like, be, be honest, though. It With looks ice. like we that has some poop in it. Yeah. But actually, <laughs> my memory of the Long Island iced tea looked like the bottom of the drip tray. It was looked like it was... Bleak, like bleak and murky and dirty looking. I mean, that looks like an iced tea. I can see almost to my straw. It's not that. It looks like a light iced tea. Can we quit? Can we quiz you? Take a sip first and oh, use your powers, yeah. your amazing powers of uh, deduction. Now, what's in that drink? Someone's been very kind because that's not half as bad as I thought. I remember being thinking to myself, if you just list off most of the items on. The shelf, it was in a Long Island. Okay, what is it? So I think it is rum. Yes. Gin. Yes. Which you never want to mix with anything other than tonic, in my opinion. But anyway, vodka. Yes. There's definitely cola in there because that's what makes it bleak and murky. Maybe I want to say lemon juice. 
Close. No. Lemonade that got like Sprite. You're forgetting one more. You're forgetting one more uh, liquor. Hang on, I'm going back in. Oh, it's gross. There's one more liquor. Oh, you're, you're, you're next. Oh, 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 hang on. It's Think uh, we've been there. We've been there before. <laughs> we've traveled to this land. Oh, there's tequila in there. There's too. tequila, and oh. then there's. <laughs> and then oh, fucking disgusting. Tequila, and then there's one more thing in there, which is a, it's called triple sec, which that, is a orange-flavored liqueur. Right. So the triple sec and the soda are the only components that aren't just straight hard alcohol. I thought you, no. get, you don't give it a dash of sour? No. Well, hang oh, on. Uh, well, yeah, you can do, you can, no. no. Oh, uh, well, you can do it, yes. I'm sorry. I've There's, definitely had them where they've there had sour. There is sour mix-up. You're right. I haven't My done it long time. Uh, Joe, in. jump in there. Joe DeRosa. I have a story. Well, short story. Okay. About the Drink Long Island iced tea. Okay. Oh, he's pounding that. Look at him. <laughs> I mean, yeah, dude. It's like all these Don't drinks. Don't it on yet. Why? Let's just take a little time with it. Special. Well, yeah, get when in there, Joe. Get in there, man. I just don't want to get sick. <laughs> oh, you won't. It's all medicinal. I mean, it's not like there's five different alcohols in there. This is literally the fucking drink Jerry Lewis makes in Nutty Professor. Yeah. Remember when he goes to the bar oh. and he's like, two parts gin, two parts Hang vodka, on. Now, this one had part to be... Rub, one part, and he mixes it all up and just gulps it this down. It's disgusting. This had to be invented by college students. No bartender worth his salt would have put that thing together. The Long Island iced tea. I, you know, I don't know where it was invented. This was in Long Island. When I lived in Texas, in Austin, Texas, and I was 21, uh, we would hit every Saturday night, me and my three best friends down there would Ooh. hit the same bars, uh, and it was three bars. Okay. The first was called Voodoo Lounge, and Voodoo Lounge on Saturday night would do happy hour starting at 9 p.m. till 11. And you could have, this was the rule, any drink you wanted for 75 cents, and you could buy as many as you wanted all at once. So we would go up to the bar, and we would get four seven and sevens each. And like, this is why I can't drink seven and sevens anymore. And we'd suck them down. Well, you can't drink them because you're not 17 anymore. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah they're real nasty. Right. Okay. Um, and then, so after we hit that place pretty good, then we would go to another place called the library, and their special was $2.00 pint-sized Long Island iced teas. So we would go right from the pounding seven and sevens into pint-sized Long Island iced teas. I literally threw up every single Saturday night, like walking home. <laughs> that was essentially your goal by that point. <laughs> I, for some reason, thought I could get a handle on it. I was like, I'll figure out how to ride this bull, and it never happened. Oh. It just never rolled over. So that drink in particular, of all the 80s bad drinks, uh. that one really... I don't like it. The Long no, Island Ice Tea. You, no, you you're scared memories. of that drink. Hi, guys. It's Emma Patterson from Drinky Fun Time, and there's something I seriously need to share with you. I don't particularly love my hair at the best of times, but finding the right hair colour is the absolute bane of my existence. Not only are hair salons horribly expensive, you can just while away way too much time in there. I've spent far too long flicking through three-month-old celebrity magazines that I don't give a crap about while waiting for my perfect hairstyle. And guess what? I've left more times than I can remember with the wrong colour. Colours that just haven't suited my skin, my brow tone or my eye colour. 
or it's over-processed, or worse, it's been yellow before. Even when I've tried drugstore box hair dyes, the shade is always unpredictable. I never know what I'm going to get. But, you know, being blondes, it's always a gamble, but it shouldn't be. I want to share right now that I found a solution. eSalon offers professional-grade, completely personalised colour created just for you, and it's delivered right to your door with your name on the bottle and with instructions on how to get your hair just the way you want it. Just go online, fill out a super quick, easy questionnaire, upload your photo and your personal colorist will formulate your individually blended color from over 15,000 pigments. So you have that salon quality personal touch right at your fingertips. And if you have any questions, the hair colour experts at eSalon are just a call or an email away. It really could not be easier. And you've not even left your home at this point. And if you want something a little bit different next month, just ask. So this is your colour. You've created it yourself with the help of eSalon and they understand and they want you to get it just right. Plus... There's a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So really, if you're not completely happy with your colour, eSalon will give you either a free reformulation or a complete refund. It's amazing. Get 50% off your first box at eSalon.com slash drinky. That's D-R-I-N-K-Y. That's just $10 for your personalised hair colour. That's eSalon.com slash drinky. Well, now that we've loosened you up a little bit with some strong drink, Joe, uh, talk a little bit about what you got going on these days. What do you got? Well, pour us a cup of Joe. Pour us a cup oh of Joe. Oh God! Everything's good, man. I've been writing a column for Penthouse, a monthly column called "You Let Me Down." Oh, cheers! Thank cheers. you. Here, nice. I'll do the long end. I'm not cheers. Afraid. Somebody's right there. We um, okay. And it's all about everything I was taught to believe in as a kid is bullshit, bullshit. or provably wrong. In, at least in my opinion. So that's fun to Such do. Such as? What would be an example? Uh, I did an article. I did a, one of them was about say no to drugs is bullshit. Um, I oh. did one about uh, your parents, that illusion that we create. We should ban Father's Day and Mother's Day. It, 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 fuels, it fuels a very, very untrue illusion about your parents. Okay. And, and it doesn't let you see them as normal people. Um, I did one about teamwork. There's too much teamwork. We need more individuality in this country. Okay. People are so quick to subscribe to their teams, and all that ever leads to is people not listening to each other. It's stuff like that. Okay. You know, but these are all sort of cliche things. Are you topless, though, in the column? I'm bottomless when I write it. All right. I was going to say. Then I'm topless when I read are we it. Seeing some, are we seeing some Johnson in this column? Is that what, like, your, your, no. your, your mug shot and your column shot? Is your, no. Uh, Thankfully, no? they have not uh, asked me to take any clothes. When, so this is in every month of Penthouse? Yeah, it's a monthly column. All right. So they've been what's it, what's the, really what's terrific. What's it called again? You let me down. You let me down. I like uh, that. And they're, it's really been a wonderful experience. They don't fuck with me at all, and they're incredibly supportive. Like, I send them the article, and they're like, Oh, that's great. Great. Thank you. And now and what they, do your parents think? They love it. They love it. They're, you know, <laughs> I'm sure my mom... Her, his mom's been reading Penthouse for years. Yeah, right? yeah. She's I'm sure my mom been in ultimately wishes that maybe it wasn't in Penthouse necessarily, but she thinks it's great. She's very proud of me. They, I was, my name's been on the cover, like in this issue. So like that, she gets a kick out of that shit. 
But I don't send her copies of it, you know. I, so she knows you have a <laughs> well, you just gotta You just got to do like, a, you know, like classified documents. Right. Send her the magazine, but just have all black marker and like right. yeah. cut yeah, out yeah, all yeah. the nudity. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that was that was one. But anyway, I'm doing that in the podcast you mentioned. And you're doing stand-up, right? Mm-hmm. You're, are, you, are you touring a touring? lot with stand-up? Yeah. When's this come out? Uh, next, like two weeks. Two weeks. So I. But if you be... subtract a week and add an extra couple days on it, then, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Right. It came yesterday. Came out. <laughs> don't yeah. make the listeners count. No, I'll be uh, I'll be at the uh, in Vegas for Scoops Fest. Emotional hangs live. Kurt Bronner and myself. When's that? Scoops Fest. Yeah, Google Scoops Fest. It's I can't remember the date off the top. It's, an, it's an ice so cream. Sorry. It's an ice cream thing. The listeners yeah. and I don't know what Scoops Fest is. It's it is. It's in it's an ice cream and comedy festival oh. in because I think Scoops is like an ice cream place where they do comedy or something. Oh, it is. I was making something that up. like that. I no, no, joking. no. There's definitely an ice cream tie-in somehow. Joe? Yes? Your career is in the tank, is what you're telling me. No, right? no, everything's I mean, good. no, everything's, everything's good. good. I'm touring around doing stand-up. I, I love doing my podcasts. Uh, Kurt and I will also be doing some sets, like our own headliner sets. Sure. So come on out to that if you're in Vegas. Come see um, And, you know, I like writing for the magazine. I, I, I like... Uh, Don't you work on the Pete Holmes show, too, a little bit? Aren't you like no. a... I thought you were sort of an advisor on that. Aren't you an advisor I on I was some a consultant. Consulting producer. Uh, during I your season one. In the, I saw your name in the credits. During season one, I was a consultant. By the way, I just said I saw your names in the credit. Yeah. Give me yeah. more of that Long Island iced tea. Hold on. You're an animal. Just give me that. Mm, uh, delicious. So yeah, but uh, I worked on a first season, and um, and then um, I worked in a talk show too. But that was many years ago. But uh, uh, no, I don't. I'm just you know I'm trying to sell my own stuff. And, What's it uh, like being a vet? To give you clueless out there right now, Joe's on Better Call Saul. Yes, plays a vet, but it's really like a shady vet who also gives yeah. him drugs and right. He's, you're sort of a, you're sort of a shady yeah, guy. Yeah. Like, yeah, right. Basically, yeah. Everybody I mean, I'm yeah. sort of how is, shady. Well, in the show, I mean, if you haven't watched it, this is a spoiler, but, I mean, there are three seasons in at this point, so I would assume if you are going to watch it, you watched it already. But uh, he's, uh, he's like Mike, Mike, the character Mike, played by Jonathan Banks. He's his, like, sort of underground connection. So as yeah. Mike, because this is a prequel to Breaking Bad, as Mike sort of delves deeper into the underworld and doing things he doesn't really want to do but has to do to take care of the people he cares about or whatever... Um, uh, he comes to me, and he'll say, like, I need, like, real work now. You know, and then that, and that's kind of the wink, like, what does he get okay, I'll get from? violent. Does well, he no, he's like, a real vet. He's an operating vet. No, I just thought, Mike, does he just steal animals off the street? So no, he has a dog that he found on the street that oh, he, that he kept, it. I think, uh, for his daughter. So as you can so. see, everyone, Emma's a huge fan of Better Call Saul. No, yeah. Yeah, I okay. have seen some of the show, and I, but I did see the, uh, some clips of yours. The hey. character last season, he hooked me up with Saul, which was yeah. very cool. Ooh. So that was a big moment. Like in a, in a later episode of the third season, he hooks he actually hooks me up with Jimmy McGill, and um, because Jimmy's like, I need this, and Mike sends him to me. So like, you know, it's pretty cool. It's like a cool little ancillary character, like. He's got his place in the show, but he's not a front runner by any stretch. And uh, you know, it's like it's like being like a Boba Fett or something like that in Star Wars. You know, it's just like you get to be a part of like some important exchanges. I was going to say I don't know what that would be like. I can imagine what that would be like. But but I have a question: Is Jonathan Banks yes just like Mike? No, not at oh. all. He's a teddy bear. 
Oh. He's a teddy bear. That, that I, but he does know how to turn that on when he wants to be funny, and All it's right. really a great, like, he knows how to fuck with you like that, which is really fun. But he's really a sweet guy. He really took me under his wing from the jump on that show. He knew that I was new to something like that, to a production of that level, and he knew that I was nervous. Not because I told him, he just knew. And he, from the beginning, would bring me in his trailer and be like, come on, let's, let's run lines, man. You know, and, and like he just, and it, it was really great. Like, I don't think I would have made it as far as I did bec- without somebody like that, that's that experienced, giving me like confidence and being like, you're, 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 our, you're good at this, man. Like, just do your thing. And like, that was really helpful because I was fucking terrified when He's I first went there. <laughs> yes, I'm scared of that. That's what it was. That well, happens, yeah. yeah. And it's a lot gigs. of wolves there, too, in, in New a lot Mexico. Of a lot of wolves. It's all wolves and snakes. We got a couple shots have, just I, came in front of us. I have a us. question about that. Why are there only a couple of shots? No, no. Because he's dr- literally finishing the fucking I'm Long finishing Island. I'm finishing the like Long Island iced tea. And, I, you, know, uh, Yo. I, you know, I have I got stuff to do later. No, um, I'm joking. Uh, we do oh, have hello. a uh, one more. Oh, what is that? No, oh, a Cosmo. Um, Cosmo, so that's not fair. That's not an 80s. Really not. That's way We've 90s. That's way sex in the city. What we, have, what we have in front of us right now is a, a shot called a B-52. Kahlua, Bailey's, and Grand Monnier. Wait, what? These are getting worse by the minute. Let's see. Do it. Oh, it's going to Joe DeRosa. And let it be known, I'm not a pussy. No, I he's do the doing fucking this. Things. Hold why on. Wait, we, wait, wait, wait. Let me wait for posterity. Let me just make sure that everybody knows... I want that on record. Like I, I'm, fu- I'm here. I'm fucking doing it. Here we I'm go. Not, do it. Know. Do it. Go ahead. I'm taking a picture oh, okay. of Joe as he does this B52. Oh boy. Yeah. Emma, what are you waiting for? It's actually tastes good. It's they good. all taste good. It's just what happens later. Jump in. <laughs> Stop it. You're showing your age. Oh, hangovers are terrible after a yeah. No, not it? that. It's oh, yeah, this took it. all starts oh, swishing around. No, but it's a lot of cream. Just do it. Oh. There's no cream at all. Down in there. the hatch. Oh. There's you a lot of cream in Bailey's. It's damn delicious, though, isn't it? It is. The problem is not the taste. The problem is all of this. It's like, give me that Jim Brewer bit where he talked about what happens when you drink. It's like oh. a party in your stomach. <laughs> no. And he's like, you know, nobody's getting along. <laughs> You know, and then finally tequila shows up, and he's, like, doing, like, the whole, like, hey, what's up, say Let us into the fucking party, man, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and the fight breaks out, then the bouncer's like, everybody out! <laughs> Not that way, the way you came in! <laughs> it's such an accurate bit. That is great. Yeah, but it's like, that's, I think of that every time I do shit like this. I'm like, that's, this is exactly what that bit is about. I've just realized something. They made these drinks because life in the 80s was just harder back then, wasn't it? Like, just life was a bit shittier. I disagree. I disagree with you. Yeah, people I, I, were leaving. People were leaving the stockbroker office and being like, "I just got my check for the month. Look how much fucking money I have for doing yeah, almost nothing. Nothing. And let's go get some coke. Let's go to the bar. Let's celebrate. It was a fucking. My uncle used to work on Wall Street. <gasps> did he in the drink 80s. at his desk and smoke at his desk? He did. Wow. Yeah, he said he smoked two full packs a day at work, at just at his desk. And he wasn't a stock guy. He was, a, he was in computers, but he worked on Wall Street. Oh. So he'd have to go into New York every day. He would tell me these fucking stories about the bars in New York. He was like, where they would leave work, 
they would go to a bar that had literally giant adult-sized sliding boards that went from the top floor down to the bottom floor. And he was like, yeah, and you would just, you'd have these, like, fuck, you'd get a sex on the beach, and you'd slide down the fucking thing. And he's like, yeah, I'd go home, I'd fall asleep on the train, I'd wake up at the wrong stop at 4 a.m., I'd go home, I'd sleep for an hour, I'd get right back on the train, go to work. They were, they were out of the fucking control, man. It was like I'm everything was I'm kind of still doing that, though. Is that you trying to... So the point being, yeah. they didn't have snooze pods, did they? They didn't have free lunches made of sushi. Google, talking about you. No. It was harder in the 80s. You no, needed it wasn't this Google no. shit where everybody's got a you know, ball to bounce on That was the better, though. No Google yeah. was better. Uh, I don't think we can talk about 80s cocktails, and we've had several, without talking about uh, probably the seminal moment, the, the high... Watermark of 80s cocktails was, uh, I'll give you the movie poster tagline was, When he pours, he rains. And that uh, movie, of course, Cocktail. cocktail. Yes. 1988 yeah. film starring Tom Cruise as a, like a TGI Fridays grade bartender uh, who, over the course of a nigh unwatchable 103 minutes, discovers he can get hot chicks if he doesn't just pour their drinks. But juggles them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, this uh, was uh, a uh, huge drink, and it was based on the f- the fad that was happening, where there were like showcase bartenders. Yeah, that were behind flair, the bar. Flair bartending. That's exactly. Flair yeah. Bartending. Yeah. And it was. This is how. This is what the eighties was. It was not. We're sad. It was yeah, like yeah. everything's oh, yeah. great. Well, this guy's juggling the, the beers. When he gets up on, the, there's a scene in the movie where he gets up on the bar. Yeah. He's in the most crowded nightclub ever, and he does. This the world's last barman poet. You remember this it's very famous scene, and he does this whole thing, and people are shouting. And that scene to me perfectly illustrates how batshit crazy things were in the 1980s. Not only did millions of moviegoers find it plausible that this smirking, diminutive little guy could demand the attention right. of hundreds of New York City club goers right. like hopped up on Coke and right. Duran Duran and, and they rec- he reciting his terrible poem. But then a guy in the crowd, I don't remember this, a guy in the crowd that yells, give us a kiss, you sexy beast, right? Yells this to Tom Cruise and like that that could happen and that he would not immediately be tackled by Scientologists and like shipped off right. to some L. Ron Hubbard camp somewhere. Yeah. You know, just that's what happened in the 80s. It would never happen now. Oh. And his co-star... Brian Brown, Brian who Brown. was the poor man's Michael Caine. I've always yeah, said that's it. That's right. What was his name in the suit? movie? I'm trying, oh. No idea. Because he would give his laws. Remember he had his uh, cooties, law, coogans. Yeah, and then he like fucks Tom Cruise's girlfriend or something. his girlfriend. Yeah. And you're supposed to believe this girl would like be like, yeah, I'm dating the hottest man on earth, but yeah. I'll cheat on him. I'm going to cheat on him. poor man's Michael Caine. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting listening to this from two male perspectives because I thought he was not a diminished little man. In fact, I thought he was the hottest man. The sexiest thing you've ever seen. That's why it's life. crazy when the girl cheats on him with Brian Brown. Oh, Brian Brown. Yeah. yeah, but she was a floozy. What was she her, was what was her name? Wait, who was? Oh, that was. Wait, it wasn't Elizabeth Shue, though. No, Elizabeth Shue ran away to a beach somewhere. So wait, who did he? It was. Oh, the it was. Oh uh, no, uh, the Kelly Paul. Lynch. Kelly oh, yes. Lynch was Sorry. her name. Sorry, and Brian Gina. Brown played Doug Coglin. So remember, he would say Coglin's laws or some shit, and then in the end, he killed him. Uh, am I giving it away? Too soon to give away the ending of Cocktail? Who gives a shit? He kills himself in the end. But why does he kill himself? Because he 
he was like, look at this fucking movie I'm in. I have to kill myself. Uh, no, no he, seriously. Uh, <laughs> yeah, mind erasers, too many mind erasers, too much sex on the beach. No, I think he killed himself because he felt like, kind of how you described him, he realized he was this, you know, middle-aged guy trolling chicks in bars and uh, okay. sleeping with women and... Uh, and like, then Tom Cruise ends up Scott, opening like I'm the feeling beach bad bar, about myself. Right? I don't I think like myself. This is not the movie. No, he opened up a bar in New York City called uh, Cocktails and Dreams. Ugh. And then he gets up on the bar and he does a poet, uh, another uh, poem at the right, end yeah. about her being pregnant. Yeah. And then, you know stuff. You need to so, watch something, not right now, um, but later. You both need to watch something. My friend Chris Fairbanks. Hi, Chris. Hilarious Hello, comedian. Chris. Hilarious comic. One of the funniest guys I know. He made a video, I think it's on YouTube, where he, I don't remember what it's called, but if you Google Chris Fairbanks cocktail, you'll okay. find it. But he superimposed himself into the movie cocktail. Oh, no. And he's just in there. And then the gag is, is that the other two guys just ignore him the whole time. And he's, just like, okay. he's like, hey, guys, man, I'm here, too. Like, can I get a couple of chicks? <laughs> and, Google uh, it, kids. Google it, people. Very funny. So, what have we learned here today? Well, we've learned that, uh, you know, these, 80s, these 80s drinks, maybe they're coming back. Maybe the mind eraser is going to be a new thing again. Right. Um, Gloria, reading? Are you reading all I this? have notes. I keep notes. Memory. Yeah. I like to, memory. No, what I do like we learn? I like to use notes. Um, we learned that the Long Island iced tea is revolting. It doesn't matter which era you drink it in. It didn't taste bad. It's just a bad idea. He of the three we had, Joe, what was your rank them? We had the B-52, the Sex on the Beach, and the Long Island Ice uh, Tea. Taste-wise, the B-52 was yeah. the most delightful because it just tasted like chocolate. Um, and then I would put above that, or excuse me, just under that, uh, the Sex on the Beach. Okay. And then Long Island Ice Tea last. Oh, Emma? Yeah. I completely agree with Joe. But what is that the cheeky little thing over there? Oh, this the is a uh, Cosmopolitan, which they were also pretty big in the 80s. Let me take a look there. I yeah. don't think the Cosmopolitan... Jesus Christ. So that's mm. I don't think the Cosmo had its day in the sun Jump until second in. the city. Cointreau and Cranberry Juice? You know what? That one seems a little bit... Is, it off? Is it off a little bit? What will be off? There's too much lime in it. There should it's be a uh, it's lime, lime cranberry, and vodka. It's too much And lime. a little bit of Cointreau. It's too much lime. There's yeah. too much lime in that. Well, they're busy here, baby. Bitch. It tastes yeah. like it's got lime cordial in it. That... that yeah, that, I'm going to put that behind the You're line. Done. So that comes in fourth? Yeah. Damn it. All oh, right. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, Emma, anything to add here to Joe before we... I'm just upset we've not had a blue drink this evening. Well, we can still get one. Wait, that's our cheesy 80s uh, thing oh. we're doing here. Okay. So I want to thank comedian Joe DeRosa Thanks for coming on. Me. Joe, where do we... Oh, this is your cocktail thing coming up. Where do we find you on the uh, social media? Go to Joe DeRosa no, Comedy. No, try to sound a little more serious. Joe DeRosa Comedy on Instagram. Do you like trailer man? And Twitter. That's the best I can do. Uh, I can't hear you over this awful music. Yeah, Joe DeRosa Comedy on Instagram and Twitter, and then JoeDeRosaComedy.com. If you go to that, it'll lead you to my website. You can get my upcoming show dates and all that shit. Are you sure, Joe? Positive. All right. Well, that's, uh, that was Joe DeRosa. This is Drinky Fun Time. Follow us at Drinky Fun Time. That's it, right, Emma? Yeah, at Drinky Fun Time. That's all it. We're on them. all the platforms. Uh, we're going to be in... Oh, I, I'm done talking do about it. that. I'm done talking about that. We're doing... What do we got coming up? Anything? We don't know. We've we don't got know the rest of these happen. 80s drinks to get through. <laughs> we got to get through this. In case you haven't uh, 
noticed. Uh, Long Island iced teas. A lot of alcohol in there. Lots oh, of alcohol. I'm, I'm a mess. Go uh, check out Joe's podcast, by the way, on Feral Audio, same network we're on. It's called Emotional Hangs. It's very sweet. It is, isn't it? It is. It's very Two sweet. Two grown men talking uh, about their soft Emma, spots. Follow Emma at... No. no let's not done. do that we're to done, them. Well, we've had enough. We've been but if you do like chicken wings... I have to go bartend now. Um, anyway, that's the end. Thanks for joining us. say uh, Seinfeld was on an island yeah. and he was blowing Boris Karloff. What would, it, what would that be like? <laughs> it might go something like this. Oh, Mr. Karloff, I loved you and Frankenstein and I love giving you a blowjob. Why, Mr. Seinfeld, I'd love having you 